It is so good to have every one of you with us today. And uh, right now we have many who are over in our modern hymn service as well as many others who are online with us. So if you're in the room with me right now, would you welcome in everybody else who's a part of our services today? Good to have you all with us wherever you are. We're glad to have you with us today. Uh, today's a special day. It's a day, uh, Sunday every year that I look forward to as uh, it is a day we get to both celebrate, but yet also at the same time communicate to the church family of a lot of the things that God is doing beyond the walls of First Church. And so we've kind of renamed this day. We always called it Outreach Sunday, but we've kind of renamed it Beyond Sunday because you hear us say all the time, love 918 and beyond, and it just fit. It's like, hey, this is Beyond Sunday. Sunday. What is God doing beyond the walls of this church and uh, as he continues to impact lives and using many of you to do it, right? As uh, we challenge all the time to get out and serve and get out and make a difference and get out and love like Jesus. And we've seen that happening throughout this past year as we look over uh, this past year and how crazy it is that we're already to almost to the end of a year. But uh, I think about Christmas meals last year and how many of you were a part of that and hood hunts. Remember that rainy day that we did hood hunts, but yet uh, literally over a hundred hundreds of you were involved with hood hunts and making those happen. Uh, we've had teams that have built wheelchair ramps, collected food donations, ran inflatables to local schools and, and just blessing those kids and blessing those teachers with those. Uh, we've had, uh, we've provided the school supplies. Many of you were a part of that and making sure we had school supplies to all of our students in this area that needed those. Uh, man, many of you serve at the Pregnancy Resource Center, Neighbors in Need, uh, at uh, Mission on Main Street. Uh, you've participated in our parades at our neighbor next door, the Oxford Glen Memory Center, and uh, just went and blessed the residents over there in the Memory Care Center. And there's so many other things. That's just a small list uh, that I have, and, and maybe you're going, but what about, what about? Yeah, I know there's other things, too, that we can celebrate, and we can say, hey, just look what God has done through you, through his church, as we've stepped out and just tried to love like Jesus. I just want to say, way to go, church. Because in so many ways, we are living out that statement that you hear us say from, from time to time, that we wanna be a church that brings the joy of heaven into the sadness of earth. And whatever it takes to do that, whatever it takes to, to help people discover and, uh, and realize the, the love of Jesus, and we, we wanna be that kind of a church that'll do whatever it takes. And in all of our efforts to love like Jesus, it is our goal to help people Fall in love with Jesus. 
to get to know who he is and what he has done for them. And we just finished a series. If you've been here the last several weeks, we just finished a series called Reclaimed. And uh, man, it was a powerful series as Chad took us through uh, several of the parables and, and learned a lot from those. But last week, he shared about the parable of the soils. Maybe you were here for that. Maybe you caught that. And uh, in that message, he shared this statement. He said this, our father has a deep desire to plant new life in every human heart. And I love that statement. It just resonated with me whenever I heard that. It's like, yes, that's what Jesus is about, is, is giving us new life. He wants to come into our brokenness and he wants to repair us, restore us, and give us life that is only possible in him. And so it was interesting, you know, that was last Sunday. Last Sunday evening, uh, we were with our small group and we were uh, watching a, a video series as part of the Next Level series that Ozark Christian College puts out. By the way, just a little plug for them on the Next Level series that they offer. If you're looking for a way to go a little deeper, uh, to get into God's word, go to Ozark Christian College's website. You'll see a link there to their Next Level series and you can find lots of different topics that professors there are teaching on. And last week, again, our small group was going through one of those. Randy Garris, who's on staff there, was, uh, was teaching. And he made a, a statement or pointed out uh, something that really stuck out to me. And he was talking about Luke chapter 6, verse 40. And in the text, Jesus actually just got through sharing another parable. Kind of goes along with last, our last series, talking about parables. I thought, hey, we'll just talk about another parable. And, and so there it says, Jesus shared this parable, and he talked about... Can the blind lead the blind or will they just fall into the pit? And he's, he's talking about Pharisees and he's talking about how, yeah, it's very important who you choose to follow, who you choose to be, be your leader. Well, in verse 40, it goes on, it says this, right after that text, it says, a student is not above his leader, but everyone who is fully trained will be like his teacher. And so Randy, he pointed out that phrase there where it says fully trained and that in the Greek, it literally means to be repaired, to repair. And that when you follow the right leader, Jesus' goal, Jesus' desire for us is that he would come into our brokenness, brokenness and repair us. And that word was, is used there. Hey, if you follow my teaching, you're gonna become more like me and you will be fully Repaired. Interesting about this word, it's used throughout the New Testament whenever it would, when it talks about the fishermen would be mending their nets. That word mending is the same word for repair, which is used here. God wants to repair us or mend us in our brokenness, in our broken lives. And we've said we want to be a church that's a hospital, not a country club. We want to be a church where people can come and be repaired, to be mended ultimately to come and find Jesus. Now, there are many great mission organizations out there that have that same desire, have that same goal to repair and restore the lives of those that they serve. And one of those that we have been privileged to partner with in the past is, is Rafa International. And uh, Rafa is, a, is an amazing minister. We're gonna learn more about them today, but they are 
uh, all about reaching those who have been abused or broken in sex trafficking. Their mission statement is this, to end the trafficking and sexual exploitation of children one child at a time through aftercare for survivors, prevention for the vulnerable, and engagement for all. They have a tremendous ministry. Watch this, it'll tell you just a little bit more. Around the globe, the trafficking, sexual exploitation, and abuse of children is on the rise. But when you partner with Rafa International, together we are able to end this heartbreaking reality for one child at a time. When girls are brought to Rafa International, they not only have their basic needs met, but they also receive medical care, trauma counseling, education, and legal advocacy. And families and communities are reached through social work efforts to provide education and empowerment to reunite children when possible in the God-given model of family and community. At Rafa International, we help you combat child slavery and sexual exploitation through healing, hope, and freedom. Take action and partner with us today to bring freedom for one child at a time. So we are honored to have with us today the CEO and co-founder of Rafa, Stephanie Freed. So would you welcome her to First Church? So uh, I, I always love to do this. We do this every year. I get to interview somebody, one of our partners out there. And so um, I'm, I'm excited about this. One of the reasons I'm excited is, though I've heard of Rafa for a long time, um, I haven't really dove in below the surface to really see, okay, what's it about and everything. So, man, I'd just love for you to just get us started. What, tell us about Rafa. Well, our heartbeat is all about healing. And we do that by serving one child at a time in Christ's model of running after that one lost sheep. Um, you know, Matt, when we first started researching back in 2002, when we found out about this issue taking place, there was a statistic even back then that said every single year, more than a million children globally are sold into trafficking. And um, that number through the rise of online exploitation has only escalated. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's pretty overwhelming when you think about a million children disappearing every single year into this abyss, the most vulnerable, um, I think, of any people group I can, I can possibly think of, um, without any protection owned by people who consider them nothing more than property. Um, that's, that's very overwhelming. It, it can uh, stop you in your tracks, yeah. right? Like, what can, what can even be done about that? But when we follow Christ's model of running after the one, that we can do, Matt. Right. That we can do. We can serve one child at a time um, through healing, hope, and freedom and introducing them um, to Jesus Christ, the true yeah. author of healing, hope, and freedom. And that's what we're all about. Cool. I, I think I've heard this somewhere along the way as I've kind of researching is how, how many... And, maybe you know this off the top of your head, um, in slavery today, and we don't think about 
slavery still existing today, but how many do they say are in slavery today? Yeah, the, the numbers are astronomical and you can find all kinds of different statistics, which makes it really hard for me to right. offer one, right. but more than ever in, in history, people are trapped in slavery today. Yeah. And again, with online exploitation. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a big industry making billions and billions of dollars every single year in, in illicit crime and it's on the rise. And as God's people, um, as God's people, we have the true secret weapon to combat trafficking, which is um, Jesus Christ changing the hearts of those who would, who would pursue the oppressed. Yeah. And uh, also Jesus Christ, who can offer true hope and healing for the survivors. Yeah. 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 Wow. So... Tell us more about Stephanie, uh, your story, and kind of what what brought all this on. I know your title is kind of co-founder. What what brought you to that? So I know you've got a <laughs> dynamic story. So, well, the nut, the nutshell version of that is I, I'm from Joplin, Missouri. I was raised in Joplin, Missouri, so just in uh, your backyard. Um, and in about 2002, my my father, who uh, some of you may know, Joe Garman with American Rehabilitation Ministries, which is a international prison ministry, he came home from a series of short-term mission trips to Cambodia, where he was heavily involved in training up church leaders. His the passion of his heart, and uh, it was at, after one of those trips. We were gathered around the dinner table, my, my husband who's sitting over here, my two little girls at the time, my mother, my father, and my father started unpacking a story that had taken place um, just a few weeks prior to that on his, his last trip to Cambodia. And he told the story of being in a church leadership conference on the Thai-Cambodian uh, border, broad daylight mat, broad daylight, there were about 100 people present, and two traffickers walked in, and they were there to uh, pick up a girl that they had just purchased from her parents for $200. Hmm. Now, in 2002, <laughs> this was happening in broad daylight. Hmm. Now there's been really good work done over the past couple of decades where it's been pushed farther into the dark, and this hmm most likely would not happen in broad daylight now, but that's what happened that day. And uh, those traffickers were there to pick up that, that young woman there at the church leadership conference. She had converted to Christianity and her parents said, you can pick her up down at the church. Hmm. And my dad watched as these very, very um, humble and very much impoverished um, local church leaders tried to pull the money out of their own pockets just to try to pay the traffickers what they had already paid her parents just to get them to leave. And um, they were successful that day in um, saving that young woman from um, going into that uh, very, very dark, dark world. But it was after that incident took place that they began to tell my father that this was epidemically happening throughout the villages and that they felt powerless to do anything about this. And so my dad, um, and, and here's where it gets interesting, because <laughs> over dinner, my dad at one point, um, and he was a very stoic man for most of my life, and I just watched him 
break down weeping as he told this story. And at one point, he looked across the table at me and he said, Stephanie, what are we going to do about this? And um, yeah, there, that's the beginning of my story. That's the beginning of my story. I've got a plan right over yeah, here, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, that was uh, a moment that I would say was uh, his challenge that day made me, um, it made me angry because I didn't even want to know that this was happening. <laughs> and maybe some of you are feeling like that um, today as I share these stories. Um, but he, he asked me, would you just take, would you take some time and research? Would you find out who's doing something about this and what could be done if, yeah. if something were to be done? And that I agreed to, and uh, God blew it up. Mm. God blew it up. And now, Matt, we, uh, we have aftercare, residential aftercare campuses uh, in Cambodia, Thailand, and Haiti. And I'm working with local law enforcement and anti-trafficking military units who go out and do that hard work of rescuing children out of the darkest of darkest, darkest places and bringing them to a place of light where they can encounter the Lord and just have holistic services. Wow. That's, that's an amazing ministry, uh, no doubt. Um, well, let me ask you this. What, what's your role? I know CEO, so um, how involved are you in all that? On the, or what, what is your role? What do you yeah, do? Yeah, I, I get to lead a team. I get to, to work alongside a team of about 250 staff who are both, I think there are about 18 here in the U.S., okay. and the rest of them are uh, working internationally, directly serving the children. And so I get to lead and work alongside this incredible team. Um, and, you know, COVID really, it stopped us all in our tracks, didn't it, for a little uh, bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but typically, I, I spend quite a bit of time in Southeast Asia and Haiti um, and looking forward to getting to do that again and yeah. really working alongside those teams in the trenches. Awesome. So as you um, rescue these little girls, and it, it's mainly, it's, it's all girls? Or Underage you, girls. Underage yes. girls, okay. Um, as you bring them in, you bring them into these safe houses and these places, um, how responsive to the gospel are they? I, I, I doubt you just start day one, you need Jesus. Um, but at some point, I'm sure that's a part of, of yeah, your Yeah, that's message. a great question. So where we're working, especially in Southeast Asia, um, the children that we're serving come from a Buddhist worldview. Mm -hmm. And um, while we work alongside a lot of really wonderful Buddhist people, especially in the Cambodian and Thai governments, um, at the very core of Buddhism is a thing called karma. And karma says what comes around goes around. Goes around. <laughs> and so when you boil that down, when our girls walk through our gates, when they're rescued and brought through our gates, what they believe about themselves is that they got what they deserved. Mm. Hmm. And that is a lie of the enemy. Yeah. And it's a great honor for our teams to be able to help them understand that they didn't deserve the bad things that happened to them. And that in fact, there is a God that loved them so much that he sent his son to die for them. And that they are in fact daughters of the King of Kings. 
And so when, when you have that to offer, um, hearts are very open to that. And many of our girls, I would say that the, the, the girls that we serve that do find true sustainable freedom and that walk in sustainable freedom throughout their lives, um, they carry that. They carry Jesus in their hearts. And he is the difference. He makes all the difference. So they are very receptive. Yeah. 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 <laughs> They're very receptive to that. And we, um, we work really hard to hire... Um, incredibly strong Christian leaders everywhere that we're working who infuse that um, who infuse that Christ-centered messaging down into the children that we serve house mothers counselors social workers teachers these are all um, professionals on our on our staffs internationally and we um, they're the ones that, right. that trickle down that message of, of um, what it means to walk in the Christian faith to our girls. Hmm. Wow. Yep. Have you seen, um, and you said you work with other locals and authorities and governments and everything, uh, and this isn't on our list, so. Uh, but uh, have you seen the gospel go out and impact even some of the people oh, around? Yeah, yeah. And when, you, when, when you're able to... Um, whenever you're able to really care for children in a culture to a standard, um, a standard that is above and beyond. So we don't just want to meet minimum standards. We want to show these children that they are very worthy of, of being served in the way that they should be served. And we want to show their governments that too. Mm. And that speaks volumes, Matt, when you, when you serve children to that capacity. And so at Rafa, you know, it's, it's not enough just to feed a child. We want to make sure that we're meeting all of those nutritional guidelines for those broken bodies and those malnourished bodies. It's not enough just to give them a safe place to sleep. We want to make sure that we are fighting alongside them in the courts so that communities and cultures can shift, so that, so that people can see that there will be consequences when you abuse or, or sell or you buy a child. And that's made all the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, awesome. So we're a, a local church here. And I know you probably speak to lots of churches and, and church families and everything. And how, how important is the local church, and specifically here in America, uh, to your ministry and, and what, you're, uh, what Rafa is doing out on the front lines? Yeah, thank you for asking that question. I thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak directly to you and maybe on behalf of all of your missions um, that are represented out in the lobby today. And I hope when you leave here that each of you maybe will just, could you just go interact with maybe two or three? Um, It is so encouraging um, because those are your frontline warriors out there and it's so encouraging to them, to us when you come and engage with us. So if just go out there and pray over, over, over one of the missions that this church makes possible. I want you to know that we can't do anything without you, without your prayer support, without your financial support. None of that gets to happen. And we at Rafa International really feel like it is the work of the church. It has to be you. It has to be you because you have the secret sauce 
you have Jesus. And so the local church is very important to all of your, all of your missions. Please pray for them. Continue to support them. Go show up. Um, I know you guys have like five trips coming up this year. So you're going to go actually show up on the ground. And that's such an encouragement yeah. Yeah, yeah. to your missions. Now, one of our trips is not anything with Rafa. Um, are there opportunities if, if an individual said, hey, I want to go are. with Rafa? Yes, there are. <laughs> Call us up and we'd love to talk about that. All right. yeah. Cool. Okay. So there's an opportunity for you. If, if God's just like hammering on you right now, um, go talk to Stephanie. She, like, And thank you for plugging all of our ministries out there. I don't have to do that now. Uh, but uh, go talk to her and uh, maybe uh, you could join one of their teams uh, in this next year. That would, that would be would be awesome. So what's the next big thing on the horizon for Rafa? Yeah, so we've got... Maybe it's got, a secret. Yeah, no, just... no. We've, it's, this has been just, you know, coming out of this pandemic, mm. right? I feel like God is just flinging open the doors. Um, so the Tim Tebow Foundation came oh, alongside yeah. us this year, and for oh, Tim's wow. birthday campaign, that's they cool. are doubling our footprint in Thailand. So we're in this big yeah, wow, that's we're in awesome. this <laughs> we're in this big expansion in Thailand, and then um, we're just finishing our new campus in Haiti for children. We'll be able to um, triple the amount of children that we're able wow. to serve at any given time in Haiti through this new campus. And it's just a beautiful campus, a beautiful place to find hope and healing for these children. And then um, finally, as we step into 2023, we celebrate 20 years of wow. serving children. And so we are entering into an expansion right here in the United States as we have identified um, trauma care, mm -hmm. trauma counseling and trauma care for children who have been trafficked and the families that serve these children mm. here in the United States. Um, when children have been trafficked, very often times they end up in the foster uh, care system, right? Mm. And even though we know our system is, is broken in some places, we have a safety net. We have that. In the developing world, very often we don't have that, and that's why Rafa exists. But here in the United States, we've identified that we can come alongside families, foster families, and children who have survived uh, deep trauma, abuse, and trafficking, and they can walk into, into, a, um, into life change as well. Wow. And so big expansion coming here in the U.S. this wow. year as we pilot a, a trauma counseling center for children in the Joplin uh, region, which we hope to then plant in other areas of underserved populations as well. That's exciting. It sounds like God is just blessing what's happening there. And uh, that's awesome, very cool. Well, um, now there's another reason we asked you to be here too, um, outside of separate from Rafa, or maybe, maybe you see the same thing, but anyway. Um, and that is the International Conference on Missions, what we call ICOM. And uh, many who are sitting here don't know what that is. Um, so would you tell us a little bit about ICOM, what yeah, that is? Yeah, I'm, I'm so thrilled to be able to be here personally to um, invite you to mark your calendars now for next November when the International Conference on Missions is for the first time in 50 years coming to Oklahoma City. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> now, I don't know, I, I, just a few of you maybe have attended ICOM in the past, but this is a, this is a, a must do. And I already, I have already confirmed with Michael before this service, you guys are already registered. 
Everybody in this church family can go. The door is open for you. It's not going to cost you to go to ICOM next November. And in fact, your children, your students, your uh, high school students, college, there is something for everybody at this conference. And so, Matt, I've been so honored to be invited to serve as president of the International Conference on Missions next, next November here in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. We are so excited. And what I want to say about ICOM is um, this is a very special place where thousands of people gather, missionaries from all over the world, missional organizations, church partners, people who are interested in missions, people who just want to know what God's doing all around the world. And Matt, you walk into this place. Are my eyes sparkling? Because this lights bit. me up. ICOM lights me up. You walk into this place, and you are with people from all over the world running to the dark with the light of Jesus Christ. You are, you're watching um, a generation of older missionaries bless a younger generation on. You're seeing children develop a worldview for missions and what God can do with their life to take the gospel to hurting places. It's just, it's so cool. I really, I'm asking you all to mark your calendars now for next November to, to be there. I was talking to Marsha just, just before and uh, just telling her, I, w I want students to be represented at ICOM next year. These are our next generation of mission workers, amen? And so please, First Church, please come, be involved, and um, bring everybody. I'd love to see yeah. you all there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the local church, again, talking about the local church, plays a huge role in that as kind of, especially as a host state. Yeah. Uh, all of our uh, Christian churches in, in this state are asked to, to help participate. And, and being one of the largest in this state, we've got a big responsibility, church, all right? And We're looking at you, First Church. <laughs> We're looking at you. <laughs> looking in the eyes. And so, uh, so yeah, um, I know there's gonna be lots of opportunities for our, our church and our people to serve. Uh, I know the last time it was in Tulsa, we helped transport people from the, from the airport to the, you know, the event venue and everything. And I don't know what our specific role is gonna be, but we will have one. And, uh, and we will be letting you know, um, because we've got like a six lane highway with a 80 mile an hour speed limit now between here and OKC, so we can get over there. Um, but uh, we definitely wanna be, and I'm sure everybody obeys 80 mile, anyway. Um, <laughs> But we want to be a church that's involved in that and helps make ICOM happen. Can so. I just say one more thing about ICOM, Matt? I, I grew up going to ICOM. Mm, okay. um, as I said, my father was, has been in, in missions uh, my whole life. It will change your worldview. It will change the worldview of your students, of your children. It changes you. So, yeah. This, yeah. In a good way, <laughs> in a really good way. Yeah, get your, your eyes are just open to what God's doing outside of our little bubble, right? And uh, see what he's doing around the world. So anyway, um, I've got two minutes to preach a 15-minute sermon. So uh, we probably ought to wrap this up. So anyway, hey, would you appreciate Stephanie for being here with us? Well, 
not sure where I'm gonna go now, but that was well worth it uh, for sure. Um, on one occasion, Jesus had, uh, had been healing the hurting and the broken in the temple, and the leaders there in the temple didn't really like what was happening because it's over in Matthew chapter 21. Um, because when he was healing and doing these things, the children that were there watching it began to, to it says, proclaim that Jesus was the son of David. They were started chanting that he was the son of David. Well, that is a messianic proclamation that these little kids were making. And so you can imagine the leaders in the temple were, were a little concerned. Well, if this Jesus knew what these kids were saying, he would tell them to stop. And so the leaders in verse 16 there, Matthew 21, they go to Jesus and, and they ask him this question. Do you hear what these children are saying? Jesus, if you're so smart and you know what's happened, do you hear what these kids are saying? They're saying you're the Messiah. Can you believe that? So Jesus responds to them and he says, yeah, yes. Yeah, I hear what these kids are saying. Have you never read? Basically, are you really not that smart? I mean, these are religious leaders. You're supposed to be experts in the law. Have you never read from the lips of children and infants? You have ordained praise. That God, he's quoting Psalm chapter eight here, says, you have ordained praise. Interesting thing, remember back Luke chapter six, verse 40, the Greek word, rebuild, mend, same word that Jesus uses here. That Jesus, as he rebuilds us, as he mends us in our brokenness, brings us to praise. And I, I love it in this story that it's the children who are crying out praises to Jesus. And I can only imagine how many children are crying out praises today because of ministries like Rafa that God is using to rebuild and to mend lives and the result is praise and glory to God. We wanna be a church that steps into the brokenness. We wanna be a church that is ready to be used by God to mend and rebuild the lives of those who've been hurt and wounded. And yeah, that, that might mean in Thailand and Cambodia and places around the world, but that also means in Owasso, Oklahoma. As people find their way into this place, broken and hurting in a place of darkness, and just looking for hope. And Jesus takes us in our brokenness and turns it into praise. That's what we wanna see happening. We wanna see Jesus lifted up and glorified as we continue to draw more and more people to him. There are so many great things that are happening uh, within our um, global partners. Uh, so many stories as more and more people come to faith, again, in, in places like Thailand through the Zalamkis, 
Uh, we have the H family. We can't say their name um, because of where they are and the, their security, but uh, man, the stories that are coming out of, out of their place and how God is blessing them, um, pretty crazy deal. They had another organization that came to them offering them 220 pound boxes of vegetables per week for the next six months that they could give to the people, the neediest that they serve, and they serve some very needy people. Just out of the blue and says, hey, use this to advance the gospel where you're at. So just stories like that. Uh, and so as Stephanie said earlier, many of our partners are out here. If you're on site with us, they're out there and you're able to go talk to them. You're able to go hear these stories. You're able to just go pray with them, like Stephanie said, pray over them as we wanna be a church that cares for our partners that are out on the front lines. Listen, God's work of rebuilding opens up so many opportunities for us to be able to serve, to be able to reach into the lives of others around us. And again, the response is praise. Now, again, there's opportunities in this next year as we look ahead uh, for you to serve, to go on trips. Uh, again, maybe you wanna jump on board and go on a Rafa trip, but we've got uh, trips to New Orleans, Poland, Honduras, Piedras Negras. As you look ahead at your next year, I hope that you will make a plan to be a part of one of those trips. And maybe God will use you to rebuild, mend somebody's broken life. Listen, Jesus is using his church to mend and restore the broken. And I'm so thankful to be a part of a church that understands, that gets it. That's, that, that's why we're here. And that's why you're here. So let's always have eyes open to the broken that we might be used by God. Let's pray. Father in heaven, God, we thank you for this opportunity we've had to, to celebrate uh, what you're doing and yet all, at the same time just learn to have our eyes and our hearts opened up to what you're doing around this world. God, we thank you for Rafa. We thank you for Stephanie and the work that she is doing and the vision that she has for, for, uh, for Rafa. And we just pray your blessing on their ministry. And God, we pray for all of our partners that uh, are on the front lines that they are, as they serve and as they work with the wounded and as they step into the, the darkest of the darkest places of this world, God, we just pray that you would use them, work through them, that God, as they are an extension of First Church, God, may you walk with them and use them in a great way to mend the broken that they encounter. God, help us as a church to continue to step forward, to do everything that we can to bring the joy of heaven into the sadness of earth. God, we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.